latest from Scotston. This is Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors' official podcast. We are back. Hello and welcome back to Warriors Weekly. I'm your host, Glasgow Warriors media manager, Duncan Seller. And today, sitting across from me, is Glasgow's all-time leading appearance holder and the only Warrior to ever play more than 200 games for the club. Warrior number 188, Rob Harley. Rob, how are you? Hi, Duncan. Pleasure to be here. I am very well. Thank you for asking. Fantastic. Fantastic, Rob. Now, everybody who's been on season three of Warriors Weekly has been asked the same question. When a player comes into our environment, they stand up in front of the group, they talk about their family, their rugby playing history, and their hidden talent. So I'm going to ask you, Rob, what is your hidden talent? Um, it's, a, it's a very good question, and I'm extremely talented in a number of areas, so it's difficult. Um, I, guess my, I guess my talent is that I'm well-versed um, across a number of, you know, very pointless fields of information so if you if you want an interesting fact about about lots of different topics i'll have something that's of no practical use but hopefully will be interesting to you you're, you're a man as well who seems to have a lot of sayings that you've memorized or quotes from people as well you're very i guess almost philosophical at times yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about philosophical quotes um yeah, that sort of thing. That's for some reason that sort of sticks with me. That and adverts. I remember adverts quite well. Really? What about yeah. what about music lyrics? Are you pretty good with them as well? Um, I'm not bad. Not bad because obviously um, as part of the club as well. Generally, when you played your first game or when a milestone comes up, you stand up and maybe sing a song in front of the club. And quite often, I can hear you in the background maybe singing along and correcting people if they get the words wrong. Well, not not correcting them, just gently supporting them. Right. Okay. Exactly. But I do. Yeah, I, I enjoy the team sing-alongs. That's a that's something I enjoy in the club. Maybe that's my talent that I that I enjoy. I put a lot of effort into singing. Not that I'm terribly good, but I put a lot of effort in. What's the go-to song? Is there a go-to song? Um, the guys who play for the team all know what it is, but um, for everyone else, it's a mystery. Okay, I like it. Bit of secrecy. Yeah. So, Rob, I brought you on here today um, to chat about longevity. Now. You, you last time you were on Warriors Weekly, you just made your 200th appearance, and currently you're sitting on 247 appearances. I'd like to talk to you about things like recovery and how you get to that milestone. Because for somebody to get to that milestone, you have to be absolutely nailing things like your recovery, nailing your preparation, ensuring that your body is perfect to be able to play week in, week out. Because 247 is a massive number of games. And that's across, was it about 10 seasons now, was it for you? Yeah. 10 seasons. Yeah, lot of seasons so I'm going to ask you just the broad question first what is the secret to your longevity I think first and foremost the the main thing is luck it's just being it's being lucky to get get selected and to avoid injury because I don't think I mean you're seeing guys all out here working so hard and in games and and in training the main thing is just is just being being lucky to avoid injuries or being lucky in in what injuries you get because we all we all get banged up at times um but i think i've been generally while i've been here touch wood i've i've been lucky to have manage injuries miss not miss too many games and and also we have we're lucky to have excellent snc staff and physio staff so i mean i've i've been told before by 
by doctors that I take, you know, eight weeks to come back from from injuries. But the intensive work from the physios and the the way the the S and C staff get us ready to come back, I end up being back in you know in half that time, and and they they take care of us, they make sure we're ready to play. But but pretty much every every injury I have had, they've managed to shorten shorten massively the time that's taken for me to be back. So. Um, I think lucky in that respect. Um, I guess I guess the other thing is recovery. There's a lot of onus on on preparation for for training for games and also recovering after. Mm-hmm. And you you make a very valid point there that you've managed to come back from injuries sooner than planned. And I think that is the mark of a true professional. You see somebody like Adam Hastings, who obviously had a sh- shoulder injury that he sustained against Scotland. He had surgery. And I think he came back about four weeks ahead of time. And when I speak to the SNC staff, they're talking about that it's somebody who is clinical, who is professional, who takes the time to do their exercises, makes all the extra, does all the extras to allow them to then make it back onto the pitch. And I guess that is a bit of, that's you. And I think if I spoke to any player around here or any coach, they would say that you are kind of a, a true professional in, in that sense. I think we've got an environment that that encourages that um the guys the guys who you know it's it's not fun being injured it's not fun being being away from the game but there's always there's always a good atmosphere within the you know the the long-term injured guys they keep they keep each other going they challenge each other there's there's a lot to to keep the mood high in that group and i think as much as anything having having that positivity around it helps a lot when you're you're injured for a while and it gives you you know keeps you focused and keeps you driving towards improvement yeah and, th- and then you mentioned there the recovery so we everyone talks about preparation is key but especially for a full contact you know bone on bone contact sport like professional rugby recovery is massive when you have you know when you're playing you know games with six day turnarounds like we've had quite a lot of in this last little block um recovery is key isn't it yeah um absolutely is i'm i'm a big fan of um of stretching i do a um i do a stretching program that's called power your range um i think that's i think it's on facebook as power your range and it's uh it's dynamique with a q fitness on instagram um and it's it's basically stretching but you it's also kind of it's being strong in those positions because with the with the way with the way we do sport and the contact you take um it's important that you're strong at the end of at the end of a stretch as well so stretching but also strengthening yourself in those positions and i i think that's a big thing for for how you recover and how you get better and is that something that you do at the end of the day once you get home away from the pitch uh yeah that's a that's a get home um find find a better time you know um there was there was a while when we were i mean covid's covid's affected a lot of things recovery and it's it's pushed a lot of that towards home but we we've had we were able to have sessions here um using the the club deck before um but obviously pandemics meant that it's all it's all been on zoom recently yeah because yeah. how long do you reckon you spend at home kind of focusing on your recovery so doing things like your stretching or are there, i guess are there other things like ice baths and stuff like that is that all done at home um i really it really depends. There's a lot of um, like uh, some of it is the the stuff I'll do. Like I'm I'm stretching pretty much regardless, and I have a a large number of of strangely shaped objects that are that are good for myofascial release and just for for to help stretching as well. Um, and there's other things that that I'm going to use on like ice is 
ice is quite particular for me i've i've talked before on, on the last few times i've been the podcast talked about how much i like saunas yep. and the benefit of that but obviously from covid as well we haven't we haven't had a chance to to go into saunas at all so so i have um more during kind of the pre-season and weeks off rather than on game weeks i've used heat um gone home and had hot baths and and tried to simulate some of that um as well or if i've had tight backs but then for other things i've i've used ice and so it's that's kind of situation dependent i also have things for for stretching my neck out at home and again if that's that's situational that if my neck's feeling tight then then i'll do that so has it been a bit of trial and error over the period to kind of work out what works and what doesn't um there's yeah with with all these things i mean it's it's kind of it's useful being in the environment because guys um a lot of guys are, are doing things and they share what they find effective and and Killian's come in he's a big believer in in the foam rolls and so on and and myofascial release as well so we're we're driving that but I think I think the thing is that you you get these ideas from from other players you learn stretches you learn um different things um like Xander's had similar neck things to me so we, we talk about the the neck tractions all the time um and he's he's always experimented with that. Um, I've there's a few guys I know who are who are looking at sauna suits. So I'm I'm kind of I'm curious about that. If it if it seems like it's a good idea, that might be something to to invest in and try and try and get that at home sauna experience. Although I don't I don't know if it's if it's really effective yet. I was I was going to ask you because of lockdown and because of obviously both times you've been on Warriors Weekly, you've talked about the sauna before. You were chatting with Ashy. I think he nicknamed you the Red Devil. I think it was at one point that I was going to ask you if you'd had a sauna set up at home because of lockdown or sauna suits or anything like that but unfortunately not and I'm you know I I probably start from from skepticism with a lot of things so right. I so I'll I, I think you know a, a hot bath is is probably enough to simulate simulate largely what a sauna does but if if it turns out that the efficacy of a sauna suit is is good and it's the same then then I think it's something to look at yeah and how do you research into that? Is that a case of speaking to players and kind of getting some anecdotal stuff or is it also following research? And if it is following research, how do you stay up to date? Um, again, it's again it's something that, you know, I... Ba- basically, I'm, I'm curious about things and sometimes you, you start clicking links and you end up in a weird... Like I... It was, um, it was a blog... It was a guest blog from Dr. Rhonda Patrick that I first learned about saunas for training benefit. Um, and I came, it was Stuart Yule was the S&C coach at the time and, mm-hmm. and we discussed it and he said it was it was probably a good idea to try um, and went from there and then, and then you know, so just you, you pick up, you pick up bits here and there. I, um, I, I read the website Stronger by Science quite a lot which is a weightlifting thing but they they cover they cover quite a lot of things um they mentioned they've done research on occlusion cuffs and i i have a pair of those at home for not so much for recovery but um for for strength but the fact that you can you can do strength training with a much lighter weight makes them very useful um and they have they have kind of readable science on various things but then also you know, players, other players, the SNC are reading stuff all the time and coming up with, with ideas and things that could be useful. And it's you know, it's nice to be in the environment where, 
where you're coming across all all these ideas and strategies. So, so if, if someone from S and C, say Killian, comes to you with a, with a new idea for recovery, are you then going to go down a rabbit hole yourself and kind of basically check the research and see if you think it's applicable to you? Um, yeah, basically, um, I do. I do like to check it and to and to and to see if things are things are you know backed up. But I also I think a lot of the there's a lot of training as well that it's it's going to be individual to how you feel and if it's benefit beneficial to you so you know a lot of the a lot of things you you get the chance to try and then you can you can do yourself and that's that's something when i started my career you know i i probably didn't have i didn't have the array of of different things at home um to stretch with but now i've got you know various you know lacrosse balls a foam roller and different different shape things uh, a golf ball because i find that's the that's the best thing to to roll my feet across so foam roller largely for the back and then for other muscles lacrosse ball and then golf golf ball for the feet and just i i don't know just over the years picking up different things or being told about different things and just and just using them yeah and there's a lot of uh, when you chat to people or chat to people who are maybe extra rugby players they talk a lot about how their lives are very structured and they have these weekly schedules that they're given that they follow along but it's interesting that recovery for a player is actually much more individually and individually driven it's not something that at the club obviously you're given advice but it's a case of you go home and actually have to do this yourself um we well there's i guess there's the provision for the club has the club has certain things and and like i said before pre-pandemic we were we were doing our um, power your rain sessions you know as a group in the club and and you know we we had that together it just it just means that some things so we're still able to do some things there's kind of there's big ice baths if you need it and there's there's ice and heat and all sorts of things available and of course physio as well which is a huge one for recovery um for from everything all the way from minor things all the way up to when you're long-term injured um that's all really important but but you do have the ability you know you, you're gonna you're gonna go home from the stadium and then you've got the ability to do to do more if you need it if you if you're gonna get the benefit of heat or cold or extra stretching then then you've got the chance to do it at home and hopefully you've got the tools to do it as well and then i remember looking back at an old warriors hq um episode and i think it was a cryo chamber came here have you ever looked at anything like that because i think there's a cryo center here in glasgow obviously you talk about doing sauna and you've kind of talked about doing some cold stuff have you ever gone to the opposite extreme of going into a sauna and hitting a cryo cryo unit um i've not i've never combined them the the only time the only time i've used them is the time that they they brought them in here and and it's an interesting experience um but i'm not i was an interesting experience but i'm not sure for me i i think i got more out of out of sauna just personally but yeah. um but i'm not i'm you know i'm not against it mm-hmm. i think i one of the things it's quite a lot cheaper to get ice than it is to go and visit you know you can get a big bag of ice for for a pound yeah and you can you can stick that in your bath at home or whatever mm-hmm. and and also for localized things if it's just your foot or your hand you can stick a bag of ice on that yeah and have seemingly have much the same effect as you can going in a crowd chamber but but i'm not i'm not against it right okay and i guess there are, there are two other elements of recovery as well one there's mental and i guess two there's also just kind of the food that you're putting into your body and how, how you're kind of help your body to recover obviously we've kind of been talking here a lot about kind of muscular stuff but when we're talking about like your brain and just kind of switching off from rugby 
do you how how do you go about doing that um i think uh well i i think you know we're we're encouraged there the SOU's been been supportive of guys studying and and doing different things in the last um for quite a while now um i've been studying alongside um alongside playing and i i think that is it's a useful thing to to get your head out of rugby is that you you go home and it's a it's a completely different field um so i i have that but then as well as well as that sometimes you just you you want to switch switch off mentally and um i guess the same as the same as anyone sent at home um watching tv reading books um playing playstation as well i guess because you are somebody that's quite studious so has there ever been a point where you've kind of been almost too immersed in rugby and you're going home and whether you're looking at lineouts or working on lineouts or working on technique or doing analysis etc has there ever been a point where you've kind of been maybe going a bit too hard um i i don't think so i think i always get the i feel at least like i've always had a balance between um between kind of having having the rugby and the non-rugby focus and and I guess like something I like to do I think just as as a good habit is I'll I'll read I'll, I'll read before bed like even if and just to just to be for making progress on myself I think it's meant to be good for sleep but um, just for making progress on myself I'll try and read at least one page of a book um, before I go to bed and so so that's necessarily the last thing I do before I sleep that's taking me out of, of rugby. But I th- I think in general when when coming home there's maybe you know, you're maybe looking at lineouts, looking at something, but that's not it's not gonna take the whole night. You've still yeah. got the opportunity to to, you know, do something else. And and you mentioned that you studied, so what is it that you're studying? I'm studying classics with the Open University. How are you finding that? Um, it's it's very interesting. And it's you know, sometimes as is a challenge to keep on top of it but that's that's good as well good yeah. to have the challenge and i do want to talk to you about nutrition but kind of another question on recovery and one that i was very surprised that when i came into the environment was a day off for a rugby player isn't really a day off there are still they're still looking for you to kind of stay active and kind of keep moving and things like that aren't they um a day off's good because you don't have the same the same volume into your legs you're not gonna yeah you're not you're, in the environment you're not, you're not at scottston really are you you're kind of you're not typically gonna go and run and you're certainly not gonna going to make any tackles you're hopefully not getting tackled when you're at home or walking the street but um but you're gonna you're gonna feel a lot better if you do get through a little bit of stretching and and you get some maybe maybe some light exercise you get a walk um it's good like i I think there's quite a lot of research on how good it is just to be outside and to to breathe in fresh air so i think there's i think there's a benefit just to to get a little bit of walking keep your legs moving um and obviously, just the same the same things as when you're going home. Stretch. Um, if you've got any injuries, taking care of that and and making sure you're in a good place. Yeah. And just on that, just when you're talking about kind of staying, keeping moving, is obviously you know first lockdown. You know, you guys were same as everybody was kind of you know on furlough, stuck at home. So what were you doing as a player to kind of keep things ticking over and making sure that your muscles weren't atrophying and things like that? Um, I, I, I probably. I probably was um was scaring a few people in my in my neighborhood because I was in the garden doing plyos you know I was doing drop jumps off a chair I was um 
I got quite a lot of encouragement. I was running up the hill next to my house, and people would people would tell me to keep going. So that was that was nice. And then um, I'm close to Victoria Park as well, so I was I was going in there to do to do sessions on there. Um, and like I said, for for weights, I I had the occlusion cuffs, so I was using those to to be able to to simulate strength training with lighter weight, which was good for me. Yeah. Um, bought a I bought a chin up bar, and I bought that for like the strength gains but i've actually i've actually found just for stretching as well it's nice to it's nice for me to stretch off it just to to either to hang and let all my weight hang off and and loosen the back out or just to to use use you know the angles of it of having your you know having one arm above your head and stretching out the lats yeah. it's another it's another tool to stretch with i guess yeah and, well if you, if you google pull up a bar on youtube you get a lot of compilations of people falling off them was there any kind of mishaps along the way I bought the first bar that I bought was um was a fairly cheap one and it did say it did say it'd take my weight but after about three weeks I I completely bent it and really? and broke it. So um then uh my girlfriend bought me a much heavier duty one right. and that's and that's uh that's not had a bend in it for, you know, the over a year since. So was, I think that's the right option. Was it a slow failure or did it suddenly just go? Um it was it was reasonably, it was reasonably so, but it was, it was buckling in and it was kind of bending around the jo- joint. And I kind of thought, eventually, I was like driving it back, you know, pushing hard to drive it back into place, and yeah. then doing a couple more pull-ups, and it was completely buckling again. And then, the, and the metal was bending in itself, so, so kind of eventually, it was unusable. Yeah, and then nutrition i think that's that's the other key part about recovery i guess sleep is obviously a yeah, big one as well nutrition and sleep huge. nutrition and sleep so what what do you do away again away from rugby obviously in here that where you you're provided with meals uh depending on what the schedule looks like but away from rugby so when you're back home what does your kind of nutrition look like and i guess probably sleep as well what is that element of the recovery and how, how do you make those things work um like i i i cook a lot and i'm not i'm not like a terribly I'm not terribly good at doing a lot of very different things, but I can. There's kind of a stock selection that I do. I'm, you know, I'll I'll buy just a big selection of vegetables, chop them all up, stir fry them together, and then uh, my girlfriend's vegetarian, so she'll have that, or I'll cook some corn with that, and I'll have a steak with it as well, or I'll have you know chicken or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, so you know, I have I have recipes that I can do for myself that are pretty simple um but also pretty healthy and then the, you know i think i kind of think as long as you're you're training hard and you're eating well the majority of the time then then you can stay in pretty good shape with that um i think we've, we've had a few um last last season i think maybe or the season before we had someone come in and and talk about the importance of sleep and and kind of sleep hygiene and so on and and that has changed some of my behaviors a little bit. I tend to, I tend not to have coffee as late. Um, like uh, six o'clock is is kind of a cut off for me. But then, a lot of the time, I won't have I won't have anything. Um, even even after midday, I might have coffee here, or or when I get home, if that was if that was you know bef- before six, and then definitely nothing after six. Um, I think I'm I'm kind of aware of the the lights late at night thing not having not having anything too bright having the bedroom nice and cold I'm a big believer 
and that and then obviously if uh, reading you know a little bit for bed i think is helpful as well yeah and do you uh, do you have a sleep routine then are you somebody that is in bed by 10 o'clock every day and up at six o'clock because obviously we're generally in here anywhere anytime between seven o'clock in the morning and about half eight i think is the latest yeah our our times vary, vary a bit and i don't have I don't have a hard and fast routine, yeah. but it's more it's more heuristics. Yeah. Kind of the the room, the room will generally always be cold, and I'll have, you know, it'll be it'll be pretty dark as well in there, and I'll I'll just have the bedside lamp for when I'm reading before bed, and and you know, and occasionally there's there's something there's something extra I'll do as well as that yeah. where I have a hot shower or a cold shower. Apparently they both work for promoting sleep. Um, before bed but um but for me i tend to i tend to sleep pretty well so i don't think i need to mess about too much with it yeah. and then you said you like a cold room but obviously we travel for away games so are you a master of all hotel thermostats by this point to be able to get the room down to that temperature because there have Hol- been there are some times that i go into a hotel room and it's roasting hotels are an absolute nightmare and the very first usually as you know usually the first thing you do in a room is you go to the thermostat or it's purely you get the windows wide open as you know and get as much air in as you can um yeah definitely i th- i think m- the majority of time i'll be windows open in, in the hotels when we're away and if it's at least you know outside the winter months yeah um because they they do tend to be very warm that's that's where hydration comes in as well very very important to stay hydrated um pretty much since might have been slightly before lockdown but pretty much since lockdown i've had a a big two liter size bottle so i'll just i'll have that with me during training and at home and just constantly sipping out of that and when i'm at home i'm drinking green tea most of the time as well so just just endless rounds of green tea and that'll keep me hydrated yeah and and one one kind of final question on recovery an away game obviously there's recovery after the game but coming off a flight I think there's an element of recovery needed there to kind of get the body back because you're, you're potentially stationary for four or five hours sitting on a plane, potentially in a cramped, cramped space. What do you, as a, especially as a, how old are you? Six foot five, six foot six? Yep, six five. Six five. So how does a, a man who's six foot five, who's potentially going kind to of be crammed in a airplane seat for five hours, kind of get his body recovered to then be able to play the next day in a, you know, a, a full 80 minute match? I, I do the same. A lot of the players are wearing um, compression tights or, you know, f- I, I wear full length ones but a lot of guys wear calf ones um just to just to keep the blood flow going while you're sitting down on the flight um and then and then coming off the flight is is as you say you're real tight so it's it's the ideal time to to foam roll and then get through you know power your range is ideal for coming off a flight and you want to stretch everything out and feel powerful again perfect right i've got one final question away from nutrition away from recovery away from all that kind of stuff it's the handshakes now you seem to have i think with almost every player so when i see you arriving whether that's a game day or that's in for training whether you're seeing a player for the first time obviously covid's kind of reduced things a little bit but previously it used to be a policy here that if you hadn't seen somebody that day you'd shake their hand look them in the in the eye just kind of build that team just say hello to them welcome them and start the day now you have a different kind of handshake routine for a lot of players so how has that come about um yeah i think it was i think it was gregor came in um i think he said it's uh it's like something in france where you, you shake everyone's hands in the morning um and just 
I like the I like the creativity of it. Yep. Um, and then if if you do it with some people and it's it's creative, other people say, "Oh, we should have one as well." So you just have you just have more and more and more. Um, and you know, I I enjoy doing it. Who was the first person that you had one with? Um, oh, I, that's a that's a good question. Um, Nico's a Nico's a very early one, and also because we had we had our handshake before he went away, and then obviously he still remembered it when when he came back to Glasgow. So I'm glad that um I'm glad that survived his sabbatical. Yeah. So he he'd have been one of the one of the early ones certainly. And is it a joint effort, or is it? Are you the the creative inspiration? Are you the man who drives it? Oh, it's very much um. It's very much you know collusion and mm-hmm. and just it's you know whatever whatever the idea is good yeah. ideas some some guys are constantly thinking i think um alex allen probably we've changed ours three or four times right because he's he's never satisfied he wants something new something different mm-hmm. how many do you think you have um that's that's a good question um there's quite a few with guys like like i said with nico he we still had hours when he when he came back there's quite a few guys who are who are retired now um maybe maybe around 20 or 30 right, i, I okay. would guess yeah do you have a favorite um they're all equally special oh, to go. me like my children incredibly diplomatic rob incredibly diplomatic right thank you very much for joining us on warriors weekly this week rob no the, thank you all the best for the rest of the season cheers Warriors Weekly, Glasgow Warriors official podcast.